It doesn't matter how long you've been a substitute teacher. You have a strategy. Now, what works better, tough or chill? We'll find out today. Right, guys, had kind of a revelation this week. I suspected this was the case all along, but I kind of got some confirmation this week. I'll tell you what happened in just a moment. Last two episodes, two episodes ago was teachers are more important than substitute teachers. Last week's was substitute teachers are more important than teachers. If you're ready Guess which episode was more popular? Well, it was really kind of neck to neck, but I will tell you that the one about teachers being more important than substitutes, that finished with more listens by about 10% more, and I guess that's the way it should be, right? So hopefully we came to the right conclusions on that. You know, I have been working with youth. I guess I was in my 20s when I was given a youth group to work with at a church. I've always enjoyed working with youth. I've made some mistakes. In fact, I remember actually raising my voice on church trips before and immediately regretting it. Ironically, one of the young people, maybe in her teenagers at that time, it's kind of funny I have since then substitute taught for her, so I hope she's forgiven me. And looking back, I did it legitimately, but I did it in the wrong way. I wanted to make sure they knew I was serious because we were driving, and I wanted to keep them safe, and it was really related to that, but I still handled it wrong. And we do that all the time, don't we? We do that all the time. I'm different now. I used to, I didn't have a temper problem, but I did show my temper from time to time. I don't do that ever anymore. You know, part of it is my age. I, you know, when I talk to that, on that kind of subject to students, I say, now I'm going to sit here and tell you that I didn't act more, act out more angrily when I was your age and maybe into my thirties even, but you know, I learned from experiences. So We're going to talk today because, and I'm going to make some people on my Facebook group, Substitute Teachers Lounge Facebook group, I might make some of them mad or at least a little bit uncomfortable in what I have to say today. I'll call on my softball umpiring experience first. I make fun of them now, but all of the umpires, I shouldn't say all of them, a lot of the umpires, probably the majority if they're asked about a certain situation on how to handle a coach, they'll they'll toughen up and they'll say, I would just send his butt to the parking lot. I would throw him out of the game. Well, okay, that is taking the tough approach. And I personally don't think that works, especially in baseball or softball, because usually by the time that coach gets thrown out of the game, they kind of want to do it to motivate their players. So I don't think that's any deterrent at all. I think the penalty should be stiffer. Maybe even a, I've joked about a yellow card system, just like in volleyball, where, you know, if, if a coach gets in trouble in a baseball game, then 
give them a yellow card, and if they get to a red card, then the other team gets to do something, like put a runner on base, whatever, something like that. But that is definitely the tough approach. There's also the chill approach, or the more laid back. I mean, I use the word chill because the students I encounter use that word a lot, and they actually talk about me as that from time to time, which some of my friends can't believe. But let me tell you what I surmised this week. Let's go first to the Facebook group. There are a lot of discussions on there about how things are different in different areas, and I'm always curious. It's hard to fully evaluate if it's totally because of the school they're at or if it's because of the way they choose to handle things. Now, I gave some of them an opportunity this week to tell me what their favorite things were when they substitute taught, what keeps them going back, and or you know maybe what their favorite parts of the day is or what their favorite parts of the week is. And some of them, I was surprised who just, I thought it was a joke at first, and then I found out later it wasn't. All they put down was pay, planning period, or I don't have any kids in the room, stuff along those lines. And I'm thinking, all right. And you also complain about how you're treated as a substitute teacher. But if you give me those superficial answers and you treat everybody else the way in which you respond in, in, in like kind, if if you treat everybody the way that way and there's only the only reason you're going in there is to get paid and to have a break from the kids and can't wait till it's over well maybe it could be it's not a guarantee it could be partially your attitude and attitude is a big thing perception is a big thing a lot of us have to get used to the fact that it doesn't matter what we meant to say It's what's perceived in what we say that gets us in trouble. So here's what happened. It's actually the last couple of weeks. One situation is a volleyball tournament. One situation was an in-classroom situation that was a little unusual in what was going on that day. And I think both of them show something about either being tough or being chill, and then you can decide which method you would prefer to use. All right, so three weeks ago, I was doing club volleyball. It was 20 matches over a weekend, and it's I love doing club. I'll have to say, and I know some of the people listening are referee school volleyball. I actually like club a little bit better. I don't know what it is, whether it's just the general attitudes of everybody. I don't know what it is, but it was a situation in which they have what's called pool play. This club volleyball is the same as like traveling teams. So that's, that's just what they call it in volleyball. And one of the coaches that, you know, and shame on me for stereotyping this coach. I just thought given his stern look the way he treated his players it wasn't bad it was just very firm that I thought he you know he had the potential for being tough when I refereed his games well he wasn't now granted 
he won two of the three games I ref. And when I went into the third game, it was a kind of situation where they play three teams the first day, and then based on how well they do, determines what teams they play the second day. And there's a gold level and a silver level and a bronze level accordingly. Well, obviously, they want to do as well as they can Saturday, so they're playing for the higher level on Sunday. So, in this case, what they were doing, they might play on my court a game and then go play against a team that was on another court, or sometimes teams would come in and they would stay on my court and play again. In this particular team's case, they actually had to play three straight games or matches, I should say, on my court. So I walked up to that coach I've talked about right before his third match, and I mean, I said, man, how unlucky are you to have to suffer through me three matches in a row, me being your referee? And he looked up and actually smiled. He said, well, he she said, to be honest, and he was joking, of course, he said, I paid off the administrator. I gave her $20 to say that I want the chill referee. He referred to me as the chill referee. Now, obviously, that means a couple of things. That means he's comparing me to other referees, perhaps, and maybe compared to that, maybe I didn't come across as so stiff or unfriendly. Unfriendly is probably a good word to use. I'm friendly with everybody from before the match till after the match. If I make a call that goes one way. I try to explain it to the captain in a way that they understand. I know that I in softball, we'll use that as an example again, sometimes if a coach wants to discuss a call, I will actually wave them towards me, you know, kind of a welcoming wave. Come on over, let's talk about it. I'll let them say what they want. And then I'll usually start off with the phrase, Coach, if I was in your shoes, if I were in your shoes, I would be making the same argument. But here's what I saw, and here's why I called it. And usually, if you approach them that way, instead of as a gruff individual, like it's my way or the highway, they're going to be much more responsive in a positive way. Well, for whatever reason, this coach told me I was a chill referee, and I kind of like that. I don't want to be the gruff guy that stands up on that stand and Nobody really enjoys being there, and they grimace every time I make a call. They, they, they'll they get to the point where they think the calls, the referees are taking over the game, all that stuff. I don't want to be that guy. I like the fact that he called me the chill referee. So that happened, and then a week and a half later, I was in a school where... It just so happened that, you know, twice a year, once in the fall semester, once in the spring semester, school year, I should say, they will have a celebration. Now, in this school's situation, what they were doing, they were doing some practice testing first and some more fun activities both in the classroom and then participating in their gymnasium later. And I always enjoy those days. It gets gives you an opportunity to know the kids better on a participatory, friendly, sports-related basis. So I always enjoy that. So because that was going on, I had this particular teacher's, as as her substitute, I had her class, the same class, for the entire day. I had them three hours starting off the day for the testing, 
Then we had a little classroom activities. Then they had lunch. They came in for some more classroom activities, and then they went to the gymnasium for fun. And then they had to come back afterwards just for a few minutes before the buses picked them up. Well, it was interesting because I always like to tell them if I feel they've been a good class and I make sure they know that I'm going to tell the teacher. So I did the same with these guys. I said, listen, I really enjoyed your all's class today. I'm going to make sure your teacher knows that. And then one of them said, well, thank you for doing that, Mr. Collins, because most of the substitute teachers complain about us. And I'm thinking, man, I didn't even see people in there that if I stereotype, I would have suspected. Or when they walked through the door, I would have been watching for them to cause trouble. You know, you do that sometimes. Unfortunately, it's not fair. But she made that comment, most substitute teachers have trouble with us. And I said, well, I thought you did great, man. What, what's the difference? And then a different student said, well, you walked in the door and you were chill. You were joking around with us. You were friendly with us. Most substitute teachers come in and they're very stern. I don't think they look use the word stern, but... They're very strict in their approach. They come across as very tough, and it's harder for us to get motivated when we know that that teacher is going to be tough on us all day long. Well, in that case, chill won out over toughness. Now, you can make the argument, well, yeah, maybe they like you better because you're chill, but maybe they don't get as much work done. Well, that's not been my experience. My experience, and I hate to use the old cliche from, what is it, maybe the 1800s of where you catch more flies with honey than vinegar, and I probably messed that up. I don't know exactly what the phrase is, but the point is you get more positive feedback. You get more response from the people or the students that you're working with if you're positive to them than if you're mean to them. So here's what I'm here to tell you. Now, I'll go ahead and say that if you're one of the very strict substitute teachers that you go in and like, I'm going to use the phrase, pound your fist on the desk, but I don't really mean that. In some way, you come across as a very coarse disciplinarian. I think your students are already going to be on edge. If that's you, then that's you, well... I don't think I'm probably going to be able to say anything today to get, to get you to change because you've probably been that way forever. And I don't know what to say to you. I will say this, that I have discovered as the stories I just related to you that when I go in and I'm chill and get those kids really motivated to do something, tell them my name, tell them they can call me by my first name, joke around a little bit, show them maybe some fun activities on the board, given the age group. I've got a math trick that I like to do with all ages. It tends to go over best for some reason with either eighth grade and then maybe freshmen and sophomores. Those age groups are really inquisitive and want me to explain how to do it. Groups younger than that, older that, basically just want me to show them and they're done with it. They move on to something else. But I am here to tell you this. You've got two ways to formulate your substitute teacher personality. You can either be tough slash strict or you can be 
chill slash laid back. I think that I've proven that the chill approach works best because the responses from both that volleyball coach and from these students told me that they would rather do stuff for me, be nice to me, be more behave for me because they know that I'm not going to jump on them on every little thing they did. Back to my Facebook group, I am going to stereotype the people that are just in it for the money and talk about how strict they are with those kids. You know, march that kid down as soon as he sharpens his pencil when he wasn't supposed to. March him down to the office. Well, that, my friends, is ridiculous. If you're that strict, you're too far. You're definitely too far. You can be strict if that's what you choose to be, but... You know, keep the reins pulled back just a bit. Sometimes you're going to have to be strict, given the situation. I went to a high school this week that I hadn't been to for a while for various different reasons. If you've listened to my podcast from the beginning, you're going to know some of them. The big part of it was COVID. You know, two years ago, a middle school hired me. Last year, a, a, another school hired me, and I didn't, or the current year that I'm in right now, hired me at least August through February, and I didn't have much opportunity to go anywhere else. But I went back there this week. They were happy to see me. They made it known. I actually got a couple more days assigned. I'm glad I went in there. I do kind of seek out teachers. I shouldn't. I was getting ready to say that teachers that I like most, but that's a terrible way to put it. I don't really mean like that. I mean the classes that I enjoy teaching most. My favorite subject's always going to be math. So if I know what the teacher's involved with and it's math and I've got a choice between two classes, I am always going to choose that math class. But in every situation, I know that those students react to me better. I think get their work done. If they know I'm going to walk around look over their shoulder the whole time. There are students that that makes that nervous or gets nervous when I do that. Now, by doing the same walk-around procedure, if you came in as the strict person, they are going to react differently to you just while you're walking around than if you came in as the laid-back person. They know if you're laid back, you're just going to walk around, see what they're doing. Sometimes I'll make the comment that I may be old, but I'm not so old that I can't see that you've got tabs open on your computer you shouldn't have open, or at least non-work tabs. It's something that is not related to the work you're doing. I'm not talking about music, but I'm talking about things they shouldn't be on for several minutes in a row. Like, you know, sometimes if they're playing music while they're working, most teachers that I've worked with say that's okay. But, you know, if they're spending more time finding a finding music than they are doing their work, that doesn't accomplish much. So I tell them to find a playlist and stick with it. Find a a genre of music they like, stick with that, and do your work. I'm here to tell you today that I think I have proven over the last couple of weeks that students and people in general, coaches, whoever you want to put in that category, I don't want to get overly philosophical, but They will react better if you're more of a laid-back disciplinarian than you are a strict disciplinarian. You still have to discipline sometimes, 
But if you came back in laid back mode, if you're the kind of teacher that shares positive stories with the the regular teacher you taught for, if you're that kind of teacher, you get that positive reputation. If you're instead a very strict teacher and the students can sense that, they're probably going to be more rebellious back to you. That's been my experience. If you walk in chill, they'll give you less disciplinary style trouble than if you walk in and they realize you're a bit more laid back, that you'll still encourage them to do their work, but you're chill, you're laid back, and you want them to do the best job they can. So my vote is for chill. If you're tough, well, live with the consequences. That's all I can say.